Hey, uh, look who uh, just rolled into the uh, scratcher. It's Nick. Why, hello, it certainly is. And if it's not my good, good, dear friend, Mr. Brian O'Neill. How are you, Brian? Hi. Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, how are you? I'm very well. How did you get to the scratcher today, please, Brian? Uh, today I burrowed here, and uh, mm. uh, I'm just going to say it wasn't a very pleasant experience. No, probably a lot of pipes in downtown uh, Manhattan in the East Village, I would, I would imagine. A lot of metalwork and sewerage. Do, do, do you have some sort of mole paws, some sort of um, metallic gloves that enable you to do the burrowing? I do, but I kind of had to ditch them about midway through the country. They just gave uh, up. Which was, I just had to. I hit a. I hit a like a septic tank mm. somewhere near Kansas, and mm. I just it just was too much. So I, I gotta tell you, I got quite a bit of dirt underneath my nails, yep. and it's disgusting. Yep. I didn't and like I, to say anything, but you, your hands are filthy, Brian. Yeah, I don't want to look at myself or think about myself right now. Okay, fair enough. Um, how about uh, how about you? Two words for you, Brian. Pogo stick. Mm. That's right. I pogoed my way across the country. Very athletic. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I don't like to. I don't like to go on about it. And we have covered this in previous pods. Um, but that's what body, I mean. You're just you're at the athleticism. Mm. You, very humble, though. I am. I am. I like to think so. I like to think um, that I'm somewhat of a rational scientist, and um, my body's my temple. So that's all I can say. But I cannot recommend pogo sticking across country highly enough it is a lovely experience i feel like eventually throughout that process i feel like my my teeth would start to fall out kind mm-hmm. of just the the up mm-hmm. and down jerky mm-hmm. motion which i mean i do i think i have it I, I i do think there's a molar i have to get taken out yeah. soon so maybe that'd be a good thing it's well exactly it's just going to hasten the removal of that molar but also you need to you need to go into training for this you just can't you can't just pogo willy-nilly you know that old saying, you can't just pogo willy-nilly. That is one of my grandma's favorite catchphrases. You cannot pogo willy-nilly. I think also it's a Willie, uh, what's his name, Willie Nelson song? Maybe that's where she got it from. She was a very big Willie Nelson fan. You can't just pogo willy-nilly. Nope, 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 nope. Two people my grandma loved, Frank Sinatra, obviously, number one mm-hmm. by a long distance, number two, Willie Nelson. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Good. Uh, good taste in men. Yeah, absolutely. She had wonderful taste in men. My grandmother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you should have. Bless her soul. God, God rest her soul. You should have seen my grandpa. A real piece of ass. <laughs> he look anything like Frank Sinatra? He looked nothing like Frank Sinatra, but he was a devilishly attractive man with a, some would say, extensively long face, but others would say <laughs> it was distinctive. Anyway, Brian. Let me ask you, what are you drinking today? Oh, that's funny you should ask, because uh, I'm just about to pour myself a nice, delicious, refreshing Flanagan's O'Beary. Oh, really? Because that, that's funny, because actually, I rather fancied a Flanagan's O'Beary. And you know what they say about Flanagan's O'Beary, Brian? Crisp, refreshing, piping hot. Mm. Mine's a Flanagan's O'Beary. Mine's a Flanagan's O'Beary. Here, let's take a quick little sip. Yeah, that is piping hot. Yep, absolutely, absolutely piping hot. Yep, (sighs) delicious. It goes down. It certainly does go down. Um, Yeah, 
I think uh, at this point we should just <clears throat> sorry. Uh, we should mention that this podcast <laughs> is brought to you <laughs> by Flanagan Zobiri. Crisp, refreshing, <clears throat> uh, piping hot. Flanagan Zobiri. Why not have an Obiri, you idiot? Anyways, well, this is the first podcast of the new year, and uh, I was just wondering if you had any New Year's resolutions. Well, it's funny you should ask, because I actually have three New Year's resolutions, Brian. Would you like to hear them? I would love to hear them. Uh, New Year's resolution number one, I would like to grow at least one foot taller. I think That's... that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Yep. Number two is I would like to eat more custard. Ooh, what uh, what types of custard? Um, Any uh, in particular? I'm thinking certainly in the creme anglaise ballpark. So we're looking Ooh. at a nice hot egg custard um, with just a hint of cinnamon, I think. So mm-hmm. wait, is, is flan considered a custard? No. No, no, no. no. Flan would flan. be... Flan, I believe, uh, would be termed as a set custard. Um, so maybe, you know, it's definitely in the custard ballpark, uh, but I think you're possibly adding a bit of gelatin into that and you are cooling it right down. So it's not going to be pourable. You wouldn't pour a flan over your apple crumble for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. That'd be ridiculous. Um, and I have placed at number three, something that has been nibbling away at me for years and I've decided... My third news resolution is to crack the mystery of who murdered JFK Brown. I think it's a really good resolution, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I would say, you know, I, it's a, it's a, you gotta, how would you formulate this plan? How are you gonna do this? I think I'm gonna take it all the way to the top, frankly. And I'm gonna leave no stone unturned. And I am just going to pull out my legendary persistence. And I'm just not gonna take no for an answer. So, I think that's all there really is to it. And I fully expect to have this wound up by at least September, I would think. I think that's, that's fair. <laughs> judging, judging by my previous murder investigations, I think September is doable. As sort of a little gift to you, I think, mm-hmm. would you like it if you just were able just to get this, just one out of the way? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, it was because it was, I did it. Really? It was me. So just check that off your list. That is what I like to call a doozy. I was not expecting that, Brian, but there you go. And that is why they've never been able to solve it before, because nobody was expecting it to be Brian O'Neill. It's true. And I'll tell you for why. Because you are another Irishman of the sort. (laughs) An American Irishman. American (laughs) Irishman. You've killed your own, Brian. You've killed your own. Now, Brian, let me turn this around on you. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I, you know, this is, uh, I was kind of astounded by your first resolution because it's uh, the exact same as mine. I wrote down, uh, I want to get taller. Nice. One foot taller? I I didn't specify one foot taller, Mm -hmm. but I would just like to be taller. And if I can't figure out how to get taller, uh, I'd just like to figure out how to grow in some other direction. Maybe one that people haven't thought of yet. Maybe your knees could get big or... Yeah, like maybe I could go diagonally somehow maybe or... become some sort of oblong. Yeah, like to the side. Like I want to... If I can't go up, if I can't grow taller, I want to just at least grow in sure. a direction. So maybe no. left. Left. 
Yeah. Maybe down. Down. Yeah. 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 No, no, down would be my second choice. If I cannot grow one foot taller, I would like to grow one foot down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sort of like clipped into the floor a little bit. Yep. 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 I hear you. I hear you. Um, are there any more? Is that it? That's my only. That's my only resolution. That's just it. That was it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and if I if it doesn't work out, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Fair play, Brian. Fair play. Now, Brian, it's that time of the podcast that I think everybody's been waiting for. Um, it's Ask an American. Oh, yes. Now, Brian. It's one of my favorite segments. It's one of my favorite segments. I absolutely love it. Um, I do. I really do. I can't stress that enough. Um, something, Brian, that has confused myself and I would say most non-Americans for years is the bizarre way in which you refer to the years of college. Mm -hmm. So to state, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, I think these are the correct terms for it. So you start with sophomore, then you have longmore, then you have soothsayer, then you have lion tamer is the fourth year. Am I correct? Uh, so soothsayer is actually the first year. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause you, so, so you go soothsayer, lime, <laughs> soothsayer, sophomore, lion tamer, Oh, what was Long, the last one? Longmore. 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 Yeah. But why? Now, this is a, and this is a confusing. Why do you have these terms? What are these terms about? Because where I come from, you have first year, you're in second year, you're in third year, you're in fourth year. Simples. It's uh, it's because we use the um, what's it called? We don't use metric. That's the reason why. <laughs> it's actually it's it's part of the uh, the standard American measuring system, the English yep. system. Um, that most of the world is thrown away, but that's actually, yep. uh, it's, it's part of a base. It's yep. sort of like, you know, how like, uh, numbers are base 10. Yes. For the most part. Yeah. Um, it's, it's for, it's part of an archaic system and it's a base tamer. This is speaking as someone who's lived in the States for now 11 years and is now a U.S. citizen, but I always get confused with this because we have the Julian calendar here in mm -hmm. the States. Is that right? Yes, Julian's calendar. Julian calendar. So that's probably also plays into it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is this something to do with the moon? Yep. 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 That's yep. all. Yeah. Something Let to do with the moon. Let me get that correct. Sorry, so I've I've got I've got them all to cock here. So that was, you said soothsayer, mm -hmm. sophomore, lion tamer, longmore. Is that right? That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. I think that's it for ask an American. I don't have any more questions to ask an American. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some good uh, uh, like ones to ask you and the ones I came up with I think I ended up just figuring out by default just by like hearing them in context mm -hmm. just from listening to uh, to podcasts enough that I think hit me up with a couple let's see let's see what I can come up with <clears throat> so I didn't know what a scouser was a scouser but now, a scouser and I let me right. can I see if I get this correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a scouser someone from manchester a scouser is indeed somebody from manchester exactly famous scouse nation of course that's what they call manchester united um the famous soccer team yep 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 i'm actually kind of kind of proud of myself for that i just learned that all contextually from uh to to listen to a very specific podcast they are very proud of that in manchester if you go to manchester be sure to shout all right, you scouse fucks. <laughs> They'll love it. 
the other one, which I think I also figured out, and I'm gonna probably say it wrong. Mm-hmm. If someone's an announce, announce, nonce, nonce, yeah. they're like a like a pedo, right? <laughs> That's that is true. That is true. Okay. Yeah, That's if somebody calls one. you a nonce, it's not good. This episode is brought to you by Flanagan's Obiri. Crisp, refreshing, piping hot. Oh, you know what? Speaking of, this is the newest, this is the first podcast of the year. Yep. And we kind of had a little bit of a, a break a little bit. Yes. And, you know, Christmas and everything happened, except this year yeah. uh, it was canceled. Of course it was. We all know we that. We still had our break, but Christmas was canceled this year. And yep. I'm just wondering, you know, for me, I mean, not that big of a deal, I guess, but mm-hmm. you as the father of two kids, yes. how did they how did they handle Christmas being canceled? <sighs> Well, let's put it this way. It didn't go as I was expecting. Obviously, mm-hmm. I sat them both down, little cherubs, um, next to the Christmas tree. We had the presents right, and the lights were twinkling, Brian. We had the light choral music playing in the background to set the scene. And I just gave it to them between the eyes that Santa had died. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, no, terrible. I heard terrible. it had something to do with uh, smog. Listen, it could have been a, 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 a many, many factored thing um, why, why old St. Nick succumbed, but he did. And, you know, that's not really important why. But as I told my kids, he's dead and his corpse is in the ground. Now, that didn't go down well, Brian. Um, there were tears. As expected. There were tears. There was shouting. There was whooping. And yeah, not good. They went through like all the stages of grief right there. All the stages of grief were gone through, Brian. We all went through them as well because it's, you got to remember, it's not just them that are suffering. I'm suffering too. Um, because I was once a child who mm-hmm. was very much in love with Santa Claus. And for me, it was well, a tough, sh- tough day. share his namesake even. I share his namesake. Now, something interesting. This is a tangent. I have finally learnt the difference between Father Christmas and Santa Claus. Because where I come from, when I was little, we had Father Christmas. Wasn't referred to as Santa Claus. Okay, we all knew who Santa Claus was. It's the same guy, right? I was I always assumed it was the same guy. It's not the same guy, Brian. Not the same guy. Now, have you seen Muppets a Christmas Carol? Oh, I I wish I could tell you how many times I've yeah. seen it, but I uh, would be unable to count the yeah. amount of times it's, that it's, I've seen it's, it. It's the greatest retelling of A Christmas Carol and, for my money, um, Michael Caine's finest performance. I'm not joking when I say that. Um, I I actually, I'm, this is not in jest at all. Michael Caine, best Ebenezer Scrooge uh, yeah. there's ever been. Yeah, yeah, by a long shot. Easily, easily. By a long shot. Well... You know the ghost of Christmas present? Big fella in a green jacket, sort of jolly, laughing. You know, it's the pres- it's Christmas present or is that Christmas past? Oh, uh, no, it's Christmas present. That's, that's Christmas the, present. He's the giant Muppet he's in this the one. giant Muppet. Well, apparently that is very much the spirit of Father Christmas. Father Christmas, mm. much more secular character. Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus, obviously big Christian fella. Father Christmas, much older tradition of just the Christmas spirit. He's just a jolly fella. He likes to get a few drinks in him, a couple of pies down his throat. Boom. He is a hoot. That 
is the difference between Father Christmas and St. Nicholas. I didn't know that. That's that's go. good to know. So does that mean he's going to be taking over duties probably I for St. Nick? I, I suspect he is. And I'll tell you what, I don't think it's a moment too late because I think that's what this world needs. A bit of jollity at Christmas, Brian. Get away from mm. the religious aspect. Let's just get down to presents. Let's get, let's get down to that presents. Let's mm. eat some uh, mm. eat some candy canes. Exactly. Now, while we're talking about the Muppets Christmas Carol, the let, let me get this right. The ghost of Christmas past. Mm -hmm. The little white child ghost. Yeah, is, the little skinny puppet ghost. Yeah, is for my money the most terrifying <laughs> um, of all the depictions of a spirit in any movie of all time. Show me a scarier character than the ghost of Christmas past in a Muppet's Christmas Cow absolutely terrifying it's like it's got a little like saucery moon plate or mm. moon looking face mm. like it's, it's just very circular it's sort of soft glowing kind of white light very much like you would expect to be woken up in the middle of the night by um by a child spirit yeah and uh i it's one of those things that i i'm still not 100 percent sure it seems like it's cg in the movie but it also kind of looks like a puppet it would, and i would it would feel like the muppets surely the muppets don't go cg that's what i'm thinking muppets but parts of it seem cg i can't tell but i think this is kind of interesting maybe mm. maybe i don't know if this mm. is interesting or not it looks like they filmed uh the puppet underwater which I Ooh. thought was a really cool effect, like the way the the uh, fabric kind of moves around. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think it was filmed underwater, which yeah. I think it's kind of a neat effect, but de truly terrifying, yeah. little girl. It's it's the most terrifying depiction of a ghost I've ever seen, apart from a film from the 1960s. I don't know if it was a short film. I think it's just a normal film called, I think it's called Whistle and I'll Come to You, something like that. It, oh, I want to see this movie. Yeah, it's with uh, it, John Hurt, right? It's not John Hurt. It is. He's called wait, uh, Michael Horden. So Michael oh. Horden, who you would rec I reckon you would recognize his voice. They did. I think they maybe did a remake of it with John Hurt. Yes, but uh, the, yes. Original, okay. the original one has a scene in it where this guy wakes up in his bedroom at night and there's a sheet sort of flapping around in his bedroom. And it is fucking bone chilling. It is <laughs> terrifying. And it's just a sheet. And he later sees it on a beach. That's less scary. Because it's, it's just a sheet on a beach. <laughs> but when he wakes up in the night, it is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, a similar feel. I think we're getting to the nux of what terrifies me. It's, it's floating inanimate sheets. Um, sheets. It sheets. Um, <laughs> it sheets is it sheets there we go boom but um yeah muppets christmas carol child baby try and find out they did i think they did remake it i haven't been in britain at christmas time for so long that i think it was probably about three four years ago they i think they did do a remake with john hart but um look for the michael horden one fucking terrifying yeah i'm gonna have to watch that i i've never i i literally just saw i i someone told me about it and i looked it up and i think i just ended up landing on the john hurt one and i haven't watched it yet yeah i was trying to i was trying to convince paula to watch it but uh, i don't, didn't go over <laughs> um 
didn't bite <laughs> didn't bite um I'll, I'll have to say though the the ghost that scared me the most uh-huh. the ghost that scared the me ghost the most, most in the muppets christmas carol when i was a kid mm. was the ghost of christmas past or no i'm sorry Future. the ghost of christmas yeah that's yet to come that's what's, that's yeah. just kind of death, isn't it? That's just sort of death. Yeah. But yeah. the way that the puppet is, or it's like a man puppet in in this. It's like, it's obviously a man or a woman, who knows? Um, and the way that it's proportioned in the Muppets one is super strange. Mm-hmm. Like its head seems gigantic. It almost mm-hmm. seems like uh, what's that? There's like that movie Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like that little ghost. The mm-hmm. what is faceless? Or like, I've actually never seen that movie. But Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean. I've never seen that movie either. And that's one of Everyone those movies that everybody tells you it's the best. It's the best animated movie of all time. That sort of business. Um, yeah, I like. I've seen a lot of uh, Miyazaki's other films. I've never I've seen that one. I've seen any Miyazaki. God damn it! I know. I God feel like I, it, I feel, I'm embarrassed to say I've not seen any. But there we go. Do you want me to cut that out? If you would, Brian, I'll, I'll cut it out. I'll I'll bleep it out. Yeah, so uh, it. I, I would know prefer it's... it to be bleeped. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the ghost. Because usually, like you know, you imagine death as sort of like a tall, kind of humanoid-looking figure. Yeah, sure. But the, the way that the the Muppets one did it, it seems like mm. the shape of it. Yeah. isn't humanoid which i think makes it scarier and it's got these really green hands that mm. are are kind of scary i remember that they kind of look like rubber gloves truly terrifying and even the fabric it's almost has like this rubbery look to it it's, it's a great puppet it's amazing it's the puppets once again they've nailed it absolutely nailed it if i could be completely honest with you brian in my youth childhood youth's maybe a bit strong the Muppet that used to terrify me the most, Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, really? Terrified of Miss Piggy. Absolutely terrified of Miss Piggy. What aspects of Miss Piggy like were what what evoked terror from you? She unsettled me. I think it was the unpredictability. I think it was She's pretty brash. She's brash. Listen, I'm a big Miss Piggy fan these days. Miss Piggy, big fan. Those days terrified of her absolutely terrified of miss piggy was it the voice i think it's everything it's a combination of everything (laughs) humanoid pig fucking a frog (laughs) see miss piggy didn't bother me i had a friend uh, this is this just really reminded me of it one of my really good friends was would always tell me when he was a kid that sam the eagle like he's like the blue american eagle i could scare the shit out of him i could see that because he's a sort of an, author- an authoritarian type. He's a bit of a hard ass. Yeah. I could see that. But yeah, Miss Piggy unsettled me. The only, I think the only Muppet that really kind of unsettled me was the, uh, there was this big, he, he wasn't a very common Muppet. He was a, a very uncommon Muppet, uh-huh, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like a full-sized man. It was, was, he he was another man puppet. Was he yellow? <laughs> No, it's not Big Bird. No, it was it Big Bird. It was not Big Bird. Big Bird was just too too kind to be afraid of. Oh, Big Bird's um, a delight. It was like this big hairy man. Like it was like kind of like a yeti looking guy. It was like I with, know which one you mean. Yeah. 
And he was like, there's a scene in the Muppet movie where he's chasing a car. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, every time I was in the car with my parents, I was like, this, <laughs> just he's having a peek, just having a peek. Where is he? Where is he? Making sure he's yeah, he not chasing anywhere. the car. Yeah. 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 That was the only one that unsettled me. I think maybe overall, I think we should focus our podcast to not just be about the paranormal, but I think we should also focus on puppets. On puppets. That's just a, a fleeting thought I had, but. Absolutely. It's a puppet cast. There's also a scene. You know what? Also, speaking of the the ghost of uh, Christmas that is yet to come, uh-huh. I think the depiction of it that scared me the most, however, uh, you remember, have you seen Scrooge? I was going to say. I was going to say, is it Scrooged? Is it the mm-hmm. mental asylum? It is. So the the part where he's in the elevator yeah. and he runs into the guy that's the fake ghost, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you scared me or oh, whatever. And then he yeah. runs into the actual ghost Yeah. and he parts his robe. And in the ghost's rib cage, there's like screaming demons mm-hmm. and they're like horrifying puppets. Yep. That that one that part scared me. Well, that's legitimately terrifying. That's understandable. Yeah. yeah, that movie actually the the depiction of the ghost in that was really scary. It was like a staticky uh, television, like a like yeah. a CRT television. Yeah. It, oof, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, chilling, chilling. It's supposed to be, isn't it? It's almost like it it predates uh, what's it called the ring with using like scary static. Not ring uh, v- not VHS. Well, I guess VHS likes you yeah. know stuff. Truly yeah. terrifying. Truly terrifying. Absolutely Truly terrifying. terrifying. Yep. And a damn fine movie, but still, it's still not taking Muppets Christmas Carol. No, absolutely it's not. not. It's just not. There's. I think I could probably. I won't do it for you now, but maybe maybe some other time. <laughs> I could probably sing every single song from that movie. Oh, I think you should do it now. I think that should just take up the next 45 minutes of the podcast. Should I just start from the beginning? Yeah, if you would, Brian. <clears throat> oh, no, I, I can't do it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. How about how about instead of you saying, Brian, we play the latest game to hit the scratcher, which Warlock Mailman? I'm down. Okay, I'm, Brian. I'm excited for this one. Yep, 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 yep. So mm-hmm. how this is going to work, Brian, I am going to read you three names... And I want to know whether they are a witch, a warlock, mm-hmm. or a mailman. Okay, Brian, first up, we've got Leslie Pepper. Leslie, Leslie Pepper. Leslie Pepper. Number mm. two, we've got James Cliff Richard. Mm-hmm. And number three, we've got Inkpot. What do you think, Brian? Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> So I'm going to say Leslie Pepper mm-hmm. is the mailman. Okay. Male woman. Uh, I'm going to say Inkpot is the witch. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> say, say his name again. James. James, James Cliff Richard. <laughs> James Cliff Richard. He's the warlock. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. You were so, so close. Uh, now. Number one, you've got Leslie Pepper. And actually, Brian, I've got some pretty exciting news for you. I have managed to actually finagle all three of these people into the scratch here today. Come on, guys. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Well, let's just ask them straight up, Brian. Leslie. Hello, there's It's me, Leslie Pepper. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much graciously pleased to be here with you two, fine gentlemen, in this 
lovely establishment. Uh, well, Leslie, we are absolutely delighted to have you. I think I can speak for both of us here on the Scratch of Brian and I in saying thank you so much for coming and playing Witch Warlock Mailman. Yeah, no, it was absolutely my delight. I was, was in the neighborhoods. I was telling this young gentleman earlier. It was absolutely pleasurous, man. Pleasurous, splendiferous. Now, what is it that you would like to know, you fine gentleman? Well, uh, well, I, I guess that you were a mailman, and I, you know, I have to apologize, Leslie. Whenever I typically hear Leslie, I assume it's a a, a woman's name, so I, I mistakenly said ma uh, male woman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do not bat an eyelid of that. That is absolutely a par for the course. If you are a gentleman called Leslie Pepper, people often assume this. Uh, but yeah, this 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 uh, happens a lot. Don't we? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you worry? Don't you? Don't you put a burr in your bonnet, as we say. Well, come from now to answer your question i am indeed a mailman yes yeah i, I could tell i could yeah. just tell i i i i my my, my regular mail route is uh, just outside of south buford uh so yes as i say i'm a mailman but it is a fine tradition and a job that i very much enjoy but i'm only too pleased to come here and be part of this lovely game thank you very much leslie right, thank, thank you so much thank, thank you, you leslie Leslie, that now, was... Now get out of here. How would you please fuck off? Um, uh, okay. So next up, if you... Come, come for... That's right. Come forward. Here we go. And get up here. Right on the floor. It's nice to be here. Yes, it's... Uh, I'm, I, I guess I, I'm James Cliff Richard. Here we go. Yep. It's James Cliff Richard. And Brian, you have made the classic mistake of presuming that James is a man. Of course, James is a lovely lady such as this, James. And we know this is not just a male name because if we think about such superstars as Blake Lively and her mm -hmm. husband, whose name I forget right now, they have a daughter called James. Isn't that right, James? Oh, yes, yes, it is. It's actually, it actually, it actually is. Uh, yes, yeah. Sweet lady oh, James. Yeah, okay. Well, with no further ado, James, would you please reveal to Brian and to the listeners, what your profession is. I'm, I'm a witch. <laughs> Sorry, say that. I'm, I'm a witch. Yeah, witch. There we go. That's right. James Cliff Richard. She's is, the witch. Oh, she's, she's the witch. And actually, I hear a bit of a terrifying witch. Isn't that right, James? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. She's disaccredited. She's. Wow. She's, gone it's evaporated just like straight that. into the point i kind of like that yes absolutely and without further ado brian please say hello to inkpot hey inkpot how uh how are you right there brian how you doing it's me it's inkpot how are you he's all right fellas what you got ah oh, you got a couple of fine against berries ah lovely stuff i don't want it oi oi dickhead i love one of those two thank you very much wow okay inkpot <laughs> lovely to meet you um yeah, so, I mean, we already know because we've gone through the other two, but please, tell us your profession. I'm a fucking warlock. <laughs> fucking warlock. That Roy. That absolutely Roy. Anyway, you're right there, Brian. What you got there? It's tasty. Yeah, nice one. It's nice a little one. step, yeah. Yeah, fucking good, isn't it? It's hot. It'll fucking it's get to your hot. It's hot, uh. isn't it? You've had that. How long have you had that there for? I've had this on for like 40 minutes. It's still hot minutes. as hell. It's still fucking piping hot, isn't it? That's the point of Flanagan's. You get you right there. Right there. A little ticker. Lovely stuff. Isn't it delicious? It is. I'll go, I'll, I'm going to have a sip too. 
Yeah, you don't. You don't. You, you, you're not a fucking Flanagan's man. I'll tell you that much. I've, well, come on. No, there's no need to be rude in part. I mean, I, I, I like I love a Flanagan's as much as you Brian. You fucking don't. You're a fucking lawyer. And I'll fucking take you outside if you take another fucking sip. All right, thanks, Ink Easy, easy, Ink Pot. Fucking right, fuck you. Fuck the pair of you. I'll fucking put a spell on you. You'll be fucking sorry. I'll tell you that much. What do you think about that, you pair of pricks? Ink Pot, guys. Okay, thanks. Oh, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Thank you, Ink Pot. Ah, my pleasure. Just joking. I'm just fucking joking with you. (laughs) Ha-ha! You like it, don't you? They're fucking fucking smiling. You can't fucking see them, but they're smiling. They thought it was grand crack. That's a bit of crack, don't worry. I'll see you later, lads. He's gone. He's he's out of here. I can't can't say I'm uh I'm well, sad he's gone. No, he's a touch aggressive there, but um very very abrasive that man. Very abrasive, a touch abrasive, but a, a good heart. He was a he was a pretty cracking warlock actually, from what I've read online. Oh, yeah? Yep, yep. Maybe his heart's in the right place. I guess that's what they say. That's what they say. Just a touch abrasive, um <laughs> yeah, touch abrasive. But anyway, there we go. And that was this week's edition of Which Warlock Mail Wham, Brian? I was one for three. That's, mm. I guess, okay. Well, the problem is, is if you get, you've got one right. Yeah. And if you get two right, you got them all. You know what I mean? You've got them all right. So it's, it, it, it's easy to just come away with one, but it was better than nothing. Um, I also misgendered two out of three of them. So that's. You did, but that's understandable. You know, but a name, a Leslie Pepper, you know, you weren't to know he's a Southern Dandy Mailman, were you? I was I, not but, not a uh, the, mus- the mustache on him though. May I just say for the listeners at home, um, was quite special. It was really, something really quite something. Um, Barely fit in the room. I've got a two part question for you. What I like to call a twofer. A twofer. I want to know uh, what your opinion is on hat stores. A store just for hats. No, Brian. It's funny you should mm-hmm. say this. So just right the corner from this very fine establishment um on east 7th street mm-hmm. there used to be a hat store now as you well know i used to live on east 6th street and just across the way next to mcsorley's there was uh i believe it was called the east village hat shop east village mm-hmm. hat store now i have an issue with hats brian i would love to be able to wear a hat can i wear a hat no, I can't. No matter the hat, I look like a dickhead. And it's just something that I've come to terms with. I wear a cap in the sun here because you need to keep the sun off your face. Mm-hmm. But as my wife once said, I got two caps. And I tried on the first one in front of my wife. And I said, "What? Do I, how do I look? And she said, like a fat guy in a hat. <laughs> oh, no. So I said... Let me stop you. I'm going to try on this second hat. Put on the second hat. How do I look? And she said, like a fat guy in a bigger hat. (laughs) True story. True story. So I have an issue with hats. Now, my wife is the complete opposite to me. She can wear any hat and look a million dollars. She can just pull it off. I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. She used to go into this hat store all the time. Now... When you went into the hat store, there was a lady that worked there who was a hat whisperer. And she said to me, right, I will find you the hat. You don't usually suit hats, do you? I said, no, I don't. She said, let me find you the hat. I can find you the hat. I was skeptical. Brian, she found a hat that made me look like a million dollars. 
what kind of, like what was the it what was, type of hat it was uh just a nice soft not quite a flat cap but like in it's very hard to describe very hard to describe uh i looked amazing i looked genuinely amazing to the shock and awe of my wife now the next question is, did you buy that hat? And the answer is no, because the cap cost $110, Brian. And <laughs> no, matter, that. no matter how, how good you look in a hat, that's, that's $110. I'm not spending that on a hat. But it completely changed my uh, conception of a hat shop. And do you know what? Do you know what my problem with the hat shop, Brian? My problem wasn't with the hat shop. My problem was with myself because I looked terrible mm. in hats. I was angry at that. And I was jealous of the people in the hat store who could look nice in hats. So, yes, it's a confused answer. It's a garbled answer. But I tell you what, Brian, it's an honest answer. Yeah, I so I kind of I feel like I I have a, a similar thing where the I just recently started wearing baseball hats. I think I wore them a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> I think I look like garbage in, in hats i i when you were describing like a hat that worked for you for some reason maybe i'm just i don't know i imagine like a little flat cap like a little uh yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. the ford ford facing kangle a kangle you know? exactly <laughs> yes i only wear a kangle um jesus christ but, thank god that little that little fashion fad went out of business <laughs> anyway um the reason I'm asking you this too, we'll get to the second part of sure, this question sure. shortly. I swear, um, there was there used to be a soap store very near my house. Nice. However, the soap store it got cut in half, mm -hmm. turned into a real estate place. Sure. And then the soap store closed, uh -huh. and now it's a hat store. Now it's a hat come real estate store. And they mostly sell what I I can't remember which one of my friends dubbed this term a city witch hat. People call them city witch <laughs> hat. Oh, which I is like, like to see a city witch hat. Like it's it's one of those very a hat you might uh, imagine someone taking a lot of photos for Instagram. Uh, yes, with, like yes. one of those very large flat brimmed hats, a city witch hat. Mm, mm. Um, I got to tell you, feathers. And and hats up the wazoo there. The second part of this question uh, is how likely do you think a hat store is to be haunted? Uh, if it's selling city witch hats, very likely. That's what I think too. <laughs> very. Just, it opens itself up to... Because, right, here's why. If you think about hats, nobody's really wearing hats. Okay, a few people are wearing city witch hats, the urban mm -hmm. sombrero, that type of thing. But when is the golden age of hats? We're, we're looking at the 1950s. We're looking yeah. at the 40s, 30s, 20s. You get the picture. Little m'lady hats, yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. So that's the, that's the era of the hat. All those people are dead now, Brian. It makes sense. What are these people looking for in the afterlife when they're milling around, stopping down on the earth? They're looking for hats. They want to go into a hat shop. They're looking for a lovely milliner's with you know you've got to be thinking about gents out on the town while well, they're looking for those nice what do you call them a fedora maybe a fedora um, a lady uh a fellow who's working in a pub well he's going to look for a port pie hat isn't he uh there's a you know there's a snooty banker he's looking for the bowler you've got a lady edwardian lady she's looking to go and pick up 
a yard of cloth. What's she mm. looking for? Some sort of big flappy feathery hat. They're, they're, they're all there. It's all, and you can get all these hats are still in a fancy hat shop to this day. So if you ask me, they're haunted. Yes, for sure. They're haunted. That's a very good point. I think most ghost activity is probably just, it's all around like unfinished business for yeah. ghosts mostly has to do with purchasing, purchasing and finding the right hat. Yeah, it's shopping. It's basically shopping. It's basically shopping. Mm -hmm. So maybe even this is even, this takes it even further. What if there's also ghosts with a similar affliction to you? They just, in their life, they never found a hat yeah. Yeah. that really suited them. And that's sort of their unfinished business and that's, in, the, in, the, in the afterlife. And now you see, the thing is, let me, and let me just finish off the story of the Hat Whisperer because the interesting thing about the Hat Whisperer was she would only work a couple of nights a week because she had another job, Brian. This lady, she was either a lawyer or she was, she was in business. She had money and she told us, no, I literally do this because I love hats and I love selling people hats. And uh, I get a discount on the hats. So she was working a full day and twice a week she would come and work in the hat shop for about three hours in the evening because she was so damn good at selling hats. How do people do do these things? I don't Nick? know. I don't, I don't know. like. I can't do anything. No, no, I can't do anything. I literally can't do anything. She's literally going out there, sending people to jail, uh, and and defending the uh, the rights of others as a lawyer. And then on the weekend or even during the week, yeah. at nights, she's selling hats. Yeah. Do you know what I did yesterday, Brian? I went to Target. I went <laughs> to Target. <laughs> got your one thing done for yep. i usually i have like the the pinnacle of my day the thing yep. and then once it's done it's like that's, that's it. it that's, that's it. it we're all done here i think we can all <laughs> feel very pleased about this that's it for me did yep. the dishes did the laundry that's that's, that's me it. that's it exactly yeah that's me for the day yeah. go on a walk that's it never mind right time to go off and work in the hat shop <laughs> Got to make sure the people have that, like, make sure there's no ghosts out there with unfinished business. Exactly. Maybe that's her goal. She understands that a literally an eternity of searching the universe for a hat is just, it's no way to, well, no way to be. As we were saying, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, because she's just trying to stop poltergeist activity, Brian. Because that frustration at a lack of a hat is just going to build up and up and up. And before you know it, you're throwing milk jugs across the room and against walls. She's probably done more for, you know, for the, for like ghosts, like basically yeah. like like getting rid of ghosts than yeah. most paranormal I investigators. Would, I would like to see the statistics for the East Village mm -hmm. uh, paranormal activity slash poltergeist activity, which would obviously go into paranormal activity, but you know, for the years in which she worked in the hat shop. And I will bet you dime to a dollar those numbers have gone down brian i would i would suspect i would suspect that is a very new york thing though isn't it that seems like a someone who's a lawyer and then also a hat maker yeah. or a hat seller hat that's seller. like yeah an executive hat seller yeah well brian just before i let you go the people would kill me if i didn't do this it's time mm -hmm. for a round of yes please oh no thank you that oh yes please there we go. Okay, Brian, are you ready? I sure am. Okay, number one, emperors. Oh, no, thank you. 
onomatopoeia. Oh, yes, please. Chippies. <laughs> yes, please. The brand Slazinger. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I know Slazinger's no, uh, it's no Flanagan's O'Beary. Oh, it certainly is not. Um, so I'm going to say, oh, no, thank you. Okay, that's understandable. Toffee. Toffee's a toughie. Oh, no, thank you. Helen? Yes, please. Okay. Aeronautical engineering? I'll say yes, please. Ruby Tuesdays? Mm, I'm going to say yes, please, because of the song. And finally, Steve Grizovich. I'm going to say, oh, no, thank you. Okay, lovely stuff. Glad to hear it. Um, that's that checked off. I just wanted to say... Uh, Thank you to Flanagan's O'Beary for sponsoring this episode. I would, I would also like to say thank you so much to Flanagan's O'Beary. Um, and if we could just take one last sip of our Flanagan's, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, crisp, refreshing, piping hot. Mine's a Flanagan's old beer, you fucking idiot.